You can now take KRBN Internet News Talk Radio with you on your mobile phone as we are making it easier to listen to the great hosts here on KRBN, including our very own West Lane County Commissioner, Jay Bozovich. It's free and available on Google Play. Just look for player.fm. That's player.fm and search for KRBN. Live from Lane County, Oregon, it's the Bose No Show with your host, West Lane County Commissioner, Jay Bozovich. And now, here's Jay. afternoon and welcome to another edition of the Bose Nose Show and I'm your host West Lane County Commissioner Jay Bozovich and we're coming to you live from beautiful downtown Elmira at a special time today because scheduling conflicts and whatever else between Robin and my schedule we just couldn't get live at four at a normal time and it's going to be a short show because I've got commitments after five today so yeah, you know, I, I was explaining to somebody on on uh, Facebook that, at least for me, the commissioner's job is about a 60-hour-a-week-plus job. Uh, it never seems to be over with. Uh, but I still want to pause and do this show because it gives folks a chance to call in and talk to their uh, a, an elected official or their elected official if you're living in West Lane County. Um, the number is 646-721-9887. And don't forget to press 1 so we know you want to get in on the show. You're not just calling in to listen. Again, 646-721-9887 and press 1 so that Robin, my call screener and producer extraordinaire, knows you want to get on the show and ask a question or bring up a topic that you want to talk about here on the Bose Nose Show. But if not, we're going to jump ahead, and I'm going to be talking fast because i only got a half hour to cover all sorts of subjects like Springfield, press pause. We'll slow down a minute for that. Um, on the Main Street roundabouts, hmm, wonder if that's because once people realized what they actually were proposing, they were like, what? Nine roundabouts on Main Street? What? You're going to wipe out my favorite coffee kiosk? What? It's going to be hard for me to get into the, the feed store? What? Trucks are going to have difficulty getting to Roseburg. <laughs> yeah, they kind of say that folks were a little bit concerned about that, that, you know, multiple circles in in Springfield uh, on something that's a major freight route. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that, that I think I'll, once the community realized what the plans were, because apparently it, this happens a lot with government. We we try and do outreach, but people really don't pay attention until it gets just to the point where things are going to really be real. And suddenly they're like, come out of the woodwork. Oh, my God, you can't do that. <laughs> I've seen it before. I know I've, you know, I've been involved with, with projects at the county where we tried to put, we, we held, you know, public input sessions, put out letters, invited people to go to a website to see the project. And, and it's not until you actually start, sometimes not until you're actually constructing the project, people going, you're doing what? <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, people, we tried to get your attention. In this world where, you know, social media is grabbing your attention in 40 different directions, I get it. But 
you know, this was a case where, you know, we, we focused on it on the Bose Nose show here a little bit. There were a lot of other people that did. And when the business owners got wind of how it was going to impact them, they, they started, you know, you know, spreading the word and uh, the people started contacting the city council and the mayor and they have put it on hold. So um, no circles coming to Springfield in, in the, future and they're actually scheduling four work sessions which aren't input meetings but you can still provide public input to the Springfield City Council um, on this project uh, you know, so don't don't not pay attention that you folks that are concerned about traffic circles on Main Street um, if you want a different solution to the safety issues uh, there pay attention provide some input or you know that's the proposal that's on the table if you want it to change, you got to put your input into the city council and get it changed. But speaking of distractions and all that stuff, um, I've got to talk a little bit about social media because you know it's been going on. You know, I, I'm pretty involved in, in in the Facebook world of things and I don't tweet that much, but apparently Elon Musk does, <laughs> and decided he's going to try and buy Twitter. And, oh, my God, the, the, the gnashing of teeth, the, the rending of cloth that went on over the fact that he might buy Twitter and make it a free speech platform again <laughs> has been pretty amazing. You know, and, and it's kind of like if you're also the same people that are concerned about the freedom of the people of Ukraine and you're criticizing the fact that Elon Musk wants to make Twitter a free speech platform, yeah, get a little hypocritical there. Um, but you know, go go, Elon. <laughs> I love that. I love the cryptic tweets about you know, uh, love me tender and uh, blank is the night, which was tender is the night by Jackson Brown. You know, he, he's he's doing his job to, to tweet people. <laughs> I've got a possible tender offer for to buy out Twitter. Um, so it, it's interesting there for him. It's all about the fact that, you know, Twitter's been pretty hardcore censorship and censorship with an agenda. You know, if it was censorship about things like, you know, lewd pictures being posted or, you know, violent pictures or, you know, whatever, but it tends to be politically agendized censorship. So that's why Elon's getting involved. And I wish Elon would buy Facebook too. <laughs> because I've had my own experience in the last couple of days with Facebook censorship. And no, I'm not in Facebook jail. I'm pretty, you know, mild mannered in my posts, you know, my language and all that. And I don't, don't go crazy and I don't post you know, crazy conspiracy stuff or anything like that. But what I did post was about how much commissioners are compensated, both salary and all benefits. And I put it into, you know, a, you know, where you could, you know, add it up and see exactly how much that total is of what the taxpayers cost is for one commissioner for one year which is over $148,000, by the way. And, you know, 
At the same time, I made note of what the median family income in Lane County is. Now, mind you, I got the median family income data from the U.S. Census Bureau, quick facts on Lane County. So that's U.S. government data there. The information I had on the, the commissioner's compensation is public record information, by the way, but I double-checked all of it with our human resources department. And I even used the lowest cost health insurance program available to commissioners. And I used the um, tier three or OPSERP as they call it, PERS rate, which is the lowest of our PERS rates. So I actually tried to hold down what that number is. It actually could be higher. For instance, I'm a tier two employee, so my PERS rate is slightly higher than that. But I put those, you know, that that calculation together as a as a photo, you know, I made it a JPEG so I could post it. Um, and I, you know, in the description stated, you know, the Lane County median family income is blank. Lane County commissioners salary and, you know, and benefits pay. I think I said pay and benefits is more than one hundred forty eight thousand a year. You know. So, you know, on, on January, in the January 19th, 2022 Budget Committee meeting, Don Leslie, Joe Bernie, and Heather Buck voted to increase the commissioner's pay. And I, I asked a question, do you think they need a pay raise? <laughs> and I said, Pat Farr and I voted no. And, you know, and that vote is on video, verifiable video. So, the post had U.S. Census data, public record HR data from about public officials from Lane County, and talked about the actions taken by members of our budget committee, which is verifiable by video that's online. All very factual information. So I tried to boost that post, which is, you know, turn it into an ad and pay some money so it would have a higher audience. That's how that's how Facebook makes its money. One of the ways it makes money is ads, ad revenue, right? And they denied allowing it to be an ad. And so, you you know, you get a little thing back from Facebook that says this ad won't run. And it says you can appeal here, and you press the button, and it does an automatic appeal. Supposedly, somebody looks at it. I think a computer looks at it and spits something back out. I don't know. But the reason they gave for the, the denying allowing it to be boosted was misleading claims. Now, what about repeating U.S. Census data, public record you know, compensation data for commissioners and public record verifiable vote, you know, know, that were taken is a misleading claim. I think it's another case of censorship with an agenda. Somebody looked at it, realized it might be embarrassing for somebody and decided, oh, we're not going to allow you to, 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 to do that. So so I'm asking people, go to the 
Jay Bozovich, Westland County Commissioner Facebook page. Look at that post and decide if you think it's a misleading claim. And if you don't think it's a misleading claim, please share the post. We'll teach Facebook about censorship. They want to prevent me from, from having more eyes see it. You can share that post. And no one's going to Facebook jail for it. It's not, it doesn't have anything in there that gets, gets people to go to Facebook jail. So, you know, let's, let's have our little kind of Elon Muskish uh, sort of revolution here against Facebook, at least locally. And uh, go to my Jay Bozovich, Westland County Commissioner page. Uh, find, you know, look at that post there that, that ha- has the, the commissioner's compensation and mentions the uh, Lane County um, medium family wage is the first part of the post. And uh, if you don't think it's misleading, hit the share button and share it to your other people in Lane County can see that information. Because I think it's important information for people to understand how much a county commissioner costs the taxpayers annually. So that people can make a judgment about whether or not we deserve any sort of pay increase. I didn't think so. I voted no. Joe Bernie, Heather Buck, and Don Leslie all voted yes. But that's my free speech moment for this Bose Nose show. As we approach the halfway point of the show, boy, that got there fast, didn't it? <laughs> so it happens we only have 30 minutes. And, uh, you know, we can talk about all sorts of things, um, you know, from natural gas bans are still being bandied about here in Eugene and, and uh, Lane County is all proud because, you know, our our Climate Action Plan Phase 2 was approved by the Board of Commissioners on a 4-1 vote, again, with Jay voting no. Um, And uh, a lot of misleading claims are being put out about what the plan does and doesn't do and who supported it, who doesn't. Um, I heard Joe Bernie uh, in the Springfield City Club debate claim that Northwest Natural was good with the plan. They're not. I talked to them the next day just to confirm that. It still has references to a study from Stanford that's junk science about the dangers of natural gas. And they're not happy that it includes the references to that study. They're not happy it includes a ban on new natural gas infrastructure in any county facilities. Now understand that means county facilities are probably gonna get more expensive because of that. You start you know, heating the buildings and the hot water with something other than natural gas, generally it's going to cost more for the taxpayer, both in capital cost and in long-term costs, not to mention the whole grid stability issues. But, um, you know, that's going on. We can talk about that and what the city of Eugene's thinking about doing, which is banning natural gas infrastructure for any new construction, not just city construction. We at least got it to the point where we weren't recommending banning of new natural gas infrastructure for any new construction Um, out of our plan. That's the only thing that, you know, kind of was a nod towards Northwest Natural and some changes in calculations and all that that um, 
basically were not taking into account the governor's uh, requirements on Northwest Natural to make Northwest Natural's um, carbon footprint look worse than it than it, than it should have been. Um, but I digress. Want to talk about natural gas? Give us a call here, 646-721-9887, or we can talk about free speech and social media platforms, which, by the way, I just want to say they are social media platforms and they're private platforms, so I don't say they can't control speech, but they also exist under a uh, a loophole in the law that allows them not to be liable for things posted by members of their platforms. If they're going to have that liability protection, then they should be closer to a free speech platform. You're either one or the other. You're either a content provider that you should be liable for the content if you are editing and censoring or you should be not editing and censoring and have the liability protection. It's kind of this, this weird thing that they're, they're kind of trying to, to, to thread a needle. And I don't think they're, I don't, I don't think they've gotten it in, into the, uh, quite gotten it through there uh, yet. And uh, there needs to be some, some kind of either remove the liability protection or force greater freedom of, of, of content um, as far as speech goes uh, that is nonviolent and um, not explicit. So um, that said, you know, give us a call again, 646-721-9887 if you want to get in on the show. I really wanted to talk a little bit this week about crime because it's kind of been on my mind um, as, as I've been, been getting some calls and some concerns about everything from uh, the excessive speeding and reckless driving that happens on Highway 126 to the fact that we've had shootings in downtown Eugene and stabbings in, in Springfield and um, Portland's becoming, you know, a murder capital in the U.S. Um, and it's gotten to the point that even um, Sheriff Reese in Multnomah County wrote an open letter about how bad the crime problem is there in Multnomah County. Surprise! You know, kind of when you have a, a, a DA who is elected to be soft on crime, and is not prosecuting any of the progressive protesters, but is going after anyone from the right as hard as he can. You know, when, when you see um, prosecution being used politically and you see soft on crime stuff and anti-police, in fact, they had another anti-police uh, riot um, breakout last weekend in Portland, um, you know, something's got to change. It's, it's just been insane to watch what happened starting in 2020 with this whole um, 
all cops are bastards and defund the police uh, movement that went on. And um, there were some legitimate reasons to be concerned about some police activities. And it's always good to try and keep police um, policies and structures and, and, and methods up to date and keeping them just and, and responsive to the citizens, which is why local law enforcement is so important, because federalized and even state law enforcement is not responsive directly to the citizens, like an elected sheriff's force is, or even a, even a city municipal police force where you can actually go and find your city councilor and make a complaint against, against them. Um, you know, it's, you know, when you start getting it up in the state and federal level and trying to move police up that way, which seems to be one of the efforts going on here, because that's, you know, been the answer in a couple places is to federalize. Um, that's not a good thing. We need to keep police at the local level. But we really need to start talking about law enforcement officers in a positive manner. I mean, these are people that are out there putting their lives on the line, serving people. Yet we have a bunch of people upset when a police officer stops somebody for having a license plate that doesn't match the vehicle that it's on, you know, calls in a license plate as he's pulling somebody over for a traffic violation or is just behind him, and it comes back registered to a vehicle that's completely different from the vehicle it's on. So think about that as a police officer. What's that flag? Most likely a stolen vehicle or stolen tags. Either one is a, is a, is a pretty good crime. Grand theft auto or, you know, stealing plates is also pretty, pretty hefty. Um, and the gentleman leaves his vehicle when he's pulled over, which is a no-no. Told to get back in his vehicle, refuses to get back in his vehicle, then tries to evade and run, fights with the police officer, manages to take his taser. So now you've got somebody wrestling with a police officer armed with a taser. Now, what happens if that police officer was tased successfully? and becomes incapacitated, what's the next thing that person could take from that police officer? And after the police officers had, you know, eyewitness account of this person, uh, you know, and resisting arrest, driving a car with, with the wrong plates and all that stuff, do you think that police officer would survive that incident? think maybe that person, if they had successfully tased the officer, might have taken his weapon and ended his life or somebody else's life, for that matter. To become incapacitated, struggling with somebody that is obviously, you know, feels guilty enough to have tried to evade and resist and, and wrestle you, and take your taser away, I, I think I'd be a little bit concerned for my life at that point. And 
And then because the officer was forced to use deadly force at that point, that justified a riot in Portland where they broke windows of a coffee shop and threw firebombs in there. I mean, what a disconnect. And the, and the thing is, is, the DA in Multnomah County is so politically activist, he won't try and charge any of those people if they're successfully arrested. And then we wonder why cops won't apply for jobs in some of these areas where they're just so you know, dissed is the best word I can think of for it and dishonored and, and just looked down upon, we have to change that. We have to start honoring our police officers. Yeah, you know, so that we're, you know, we, so we have the ability to recruit new police officers as, as they, they're aging out. We've got a, a huge silver tidal wave coming in law enforcement. And you know, we also have to start funding them and, and getting their numbers back up because part of the problem with is burnout. When we only have three or four deputies on duty at any one time in Lane County, they're being called all over a 4,000 square mile county and they're only answering priority calls, which usually means the shit's going down right now. And they're, you know, trying to get there, hoping they might have backup when they get there, or they're trying to get there to back somebody up and driving, you know, across the county at breakneck speed, you know, to respond to something that should have been responded much quicker if they had more out there on duty. And they're having to not investigate, not do, you know, follow up on other crimes that they know will will fester and eventually go violent and be one of those priority calls later. That causes people burnout. So we, we really need to support these people and we need to get them more bodies out there, which means we need to find ways to fund them and not fund pet projects spend $300,000 of your money annually for a climate strategist and consultants to draft a virtually meaningless climate action plan. That's two deputies. We shouldn't be increasing commissioner's office budgets. We should be at the table with the Association of ONC Counties trying to increase the revenues off of the 11% of Lane County that is ONC lands and not taxable. That revenue in today's dollars is tens of millions of dollars that could be funding deputies out in the county. We really need to change the discussion about public safety and crime to how 
critical and, and needed these law, local law enforcement officers are, how difficult their jobs are on them and their families, and how we need to honor them and support them just as much as we support our military veterans. These guys are heroes in my mind. They're exposed. They're the first people on the scene for some of the most horrendous, bloody, awful vehicle crashes. They're the ones that show up after somebody decides to commit suicide and sees the scene not cleaned up. Yep. And Robin's reminding me I promised I'd have to get off of that at five. So <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. We just need to honor our police. We'll be back next week at a regular time for a full hour. Right here, four o'clock Wednesday on the Bose Nose Show, KRBN Internet News Talk Radio. Have a great week. Mm-hmm.